I have to admit that I like to be in the center of attention. And I was like, yes, I need to get this attention. And my only metric was like getting more attention. But at a certain point, it also makes you sick about the fact that, yeah, you ju it's just a number game. You know, you, you look like, oh, this amount of views and this amount of people. And at a certain point where you like lose everyone and when you suddenly lose the attention as well, there's like a small group of people that is still on the sideline and still yeah, holding up your name to talk, to talk about it like that. And the only people that still care about you, like I had my dad, I had my girlfriend, I had like some friends, but apart from that, all those people that used to care about me were just caring about me because of the name I had and because yeah. of the fame, if I can call it like that, you know? So at that point I knew that it was not about the numbers for me, but about the people that are around me and in that small circle. And that's when I, didn't really care about likes and, and amounts anymore, you know. Yeah. If they pop I, in, it's nice, but I don't care about it. Hello, good afternoon, Arno. How are you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing fine today. It's a nice day, good weather. So, uh, and we have our interview today and our discussion, so I'm very, uh, I'm very glad to have you. Now, um, how young are you, Arno? Uh, I'm 23 years old today. 23 years old. Yes, I mean, exactly. how is it to be 20, 23 years old? Oh, how is it to be 23 years old? It's, it's crazy because, as you told me, uh, there's a huge time shift when it comes to technology and the things that allow us to grow in life. So being a 23-year-old guy is, is amazing because I know that what we can experience today, like this technology, like social media, the, the shareability of our message and what we want to tell to everyone, it's a, it's a, it's a, a unique time to be alive in. So uh, being 23 years old in such a time frame, it's, it's amazing. I understand that. But um, like I said, there were no cell phones. So that means also that my social group where I was moving in, so these were friends from university and friends from back home and the bands I was playing and so my my social group of contacts were actually very small compared nowadays with social media. I mean, yeah. you have like uh, more than 45 of almost 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I even know 50,000 people. <laughs> so, but this also, yeah. see, this also means that with social media, that's at least what I think that, I mean, if I have, when I post something on Instagram or YouTube, I mean, if I have hundred likes or one, it doesn't affect my self image, but I hear sometimes that a lot of people of your age suffer from anxiety or even depression because their self image. So the way they feel about themselves is actually connected to the amount of likes in even that, that they sometimes remove certain posts because it didn't reach like 200 likes. And I'm like, okay, this is also something that you recognize um, yeah, I, I recognize it because I, I, I somehow have to admit that I recognize it for myself, uh, mainly on YouTube, because at a certain point, if a video had like less than 100 likes, I was, I was feeling like, whoa, this, this is a bad video, you know? But apart from that, like nowadays on Instagram, I, I know that my engagement is like decreasing, which mm -hmm. is not a big deal for me. Uh, but I see some people that are constantly like, comparing stuff like their relationship their cars their clothing and i'm like you're not caring about your self-image but you're caring about your desired self and and comparing it to others you know okay so that's the bad thing about about social media and technology today 
these are very wise these are very wise words or lessons i mean where did you learn it was that actually from your youtube period that you learned that where did you pick that up like the the things i talked about like this general perspective about with or... the self-image that you say okay if i yeah i don't I, I don't want to have everybody as a follower i i'm happy that maybe i have a minimal following community but at the same time my message will resonate better with this small smaller amount of people than say with everybody in the world yeah it's it's a it's a huge combination of everything i faced actually because at a certain point with youtube i have to admit that i like to be in the center of attention and i was like yes i need to get this attention and my only metric was like getting more attention but at a certain point it also makes you sick about the fact that, yeah, you ju it's just a number game, you know? You, you look like, oh, this amount of views and this amount of people. And at a certain point where you, like, lose everyone and when you suddenly lose the attention as well, there's, like, a small group of people that is still on the sideline and still yeah, holding up your name to talk, to talk about it like that and the only people that still care about you. Like, I had my dad, I had my girlfriend, I had, like, some friends. But apart from that, all those people that used to care about me we're just caring about me because of the name I had and because yeah. of the fame, if I can call it like that, you know? So at that point, I knew that it was not about the numbers for me, but about the people that are around me and in that small circle. And that's when I didn't really care about likes and, and amounts anymore, you know? Yeah. If they pop I, in, it's nice, but I don't care about it. I mean, when you have a huge following, normally you also have a huge following of haters. Yeah. Um, I assume you also had that. I mean... How did you deal with that? <laughs> First days, I, I literally cried. I remember. <laughs> like in the, in the beginning, I've been doing YouTube since like the, the first day it existed. My content was totally different. But I know I was like posting videos of my cat, like normal stuff at home, normal house-like situations. And uh, the first comment I got was like, your cat is ugly. Uh, you should die. Like literally the worst things. I, 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 I don't worry you. Uh, I was, oh, I can't remember anymore. It should have been since the first day of YouTube. So I guess I was around nine or 10. Like nine, I, I remember nine, I touched the camera at six and yeah, it was nine, something like that. <laughs> so at nine, somebody said to you, your cat is ugly. Yeah. But the thing about the cat was like not really hurting me because I, yeah, I had love for my cat, but they were talking to me like, uh, die or just kill yourself or as soon as you get like over thousand views at that time they were like hating you already and it only got worse like uh, with the Dutch YouTube channel I remember this is a very funny story to bring up actually well not funny but frightening somehow there was a, a guy that walked up to my house uh, he knew my address back in uh, Austin and uh, he went up to my dad and he said, yeah, is Arno home? And he said, no, 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 he's living in Bruges right now, but I can give you his phone number. And this guy was literally a hater of me on my YouTube channel, was constantly posting hate. And he suddenly called me as well, just to call me out and just to tell me, yeah, I'm going to kill you and your uh, girlfriend and bringing up lots of super frightening things. Like, you know, he was like, yeah, I know your address in Bruges as well. I'm going to come over to your place. I'm going to burn it down. And was very, very, very frightening. So those situations, yeah, it, it made me deal with hate, but those situations also made me yeah, deal with very weird things that were going on. And, 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 and what did you do? Did you call the police or something? Did you meet them? I tried to, but they didn't do anything. So I took care of it myself. I blocked the number. I got called anonymously. I was like, what? So I called anonymous callers as well. 
Uh, I blocked anonymous callers as well. So yeah, the, the problem somehow faded away. But at that time, it was, it was frightening because it's just more than comments. Some people just, yeah, just look you up and they want the worst for you to happen because okay. they see the success of everything that's going on. Okay. I mean, uh, just a few minutes ago, you mentioned something very interesting. When I was two or three, when I heard the radio, there was no Spotify, so you had to dial the radio. <laughs> and, I, and I heard the song called uh, Lola from the Kings. Um, yeah. And like 20 years later, I really understood the, li the, the lyrics, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. But at that time when I heard that, I knew I wanted to become a guitar player. I, for, the, for me, that was clear. It was like, awesome. I'm a guitar player. Mm -hmm. So um, you just mentioned when I was six, I had my first video camera. Is that similar to you? You were like three years old. And how does that come? It's something your gut feeling saying, hey, Arno, crazy. video, that's, that's your thing? Or how does it? I've, I've always been like a, a crazy kid. Like when, when everyone was going out, when every single kid was distracted, I was the guy playing with Lego, building castles for my cat and stuff. Like I was creative. I always wanted to help other people by finding creative solutions, um, like this Lego castle, for example. And uh, at a certain point, my uh, parents told me, yeah, we're going on a family vacation. Uh, we have a little camera. You, you were six and years that's old, where yeah? it all you were six, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay. i was i was that age and at a certain point they were like yeah we're going on a family vacation uh probably it was somewhere a city in belgium but we went out and we took this small camera with us mm -hmm. and um yeah at a certain point I, I i just noticed with a friend of mine that there was a record button and that's how everything started okay so and then i pressed that button <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then you were six, so and nine, YouTube was born. I mean, I know you're a big fan of Casey Neistat, and to be honest, uh, <laughs> I discovered <laughs> Casey Neistat through you, so uh, I'm quite, nice. quite behind, but I'm a big fan. I, I admit actually that the, the, the font of my letters actually, I've, he inspired me to use Helvetica balls, so, uh, and the big letters. Now, um, how does it so youtube was born and then immediately the first day you post a video or first you get to go well, to know casey neistat and was your dream becoming the casey neistat of europe or what's... well casey neistat came came later i remember those days the first days of youtube uh i'm not going to tell that it was like since day one but i remember when youtube came up mm -hmm. it was like something very crazy i just was on google every single day and uh, I, I immediately saw YouTube popping up and I was like, what? YouTube broadcast yourself. I was always doing this little television plays in front of a mirror where I'm like the presenting guy and uh, telling people that the next program is about to start. And yeah, I was a really strange kid. But then YouTube came out and I was like, whoa, this has creators. And I remember it had like uh, a visual effects uh, channel where they had like cardboard boxes and they made spaceships out of it put their cats inside and they were flying through their hose, house with the spaceships and they removed their hands. So it was literally a cardboard box flying with a cat inside of it. And that inspired me so badly that I was like, I want to go on YouTube, but I have to pay. And then at a certain point I, I managed to log in, create a free account. And then I was like, whoa, I can just upload content for free. It's like a whole platform with every single one on the world that is almost creating content, you know? So, um, was important to me and and so you started by making i wouldn't say stupid but videos of your cat but yeah. how did you come to fifty thousand subscribers i mean you start doing games or what 
you were yeah. also studying at school. What, what was the, the start of that? Yeah, I get that link. Well, the thing is, I, um, I was always making videos and at a certain point, it was in my blood. I just always like to be in front of the camera and behind and be busy with it. So uh, my studies were constantly suffering from it because I was doing stuff that I was not liking at that point. I had math. I had um, blind typing like dactylo. Mm -hmm. I guess yeah, that's the same yeah, in English yeah. as well. So I was, I was completely destroyed by those classes. And I was like, well, next year I'm going to do art classes. And then the year after I was like, maybe I need to do film school. And at yeah. that point, everything actually began for me because uh, they were like, yeah, you get a camera from school, you just take it home and you make an exercise about gaming. So uh, that's what I did. I was playing Minecraft at a, yeah. at a certain point. So um, I was like, yeah, maybe why not make a video about Minecraft? And uh, I did that. I brought it up to school and they were like, yeah, it's, it's a trashy thing. You get a, a four on 10. This is not a good project. It's not looking good. Uh, nobody will ever like this. And it was like breaking me down, you know, because at the end of the year, I was like, oh no, I'm going to have to do this year all over. I felt terrible. And um, yeah, I, I got my grades, but still I felt terrible. And I was like, yeah, what would happen if I would put this on YouTube? So that's what I did. And then it, it raised up over 10 million views. So uh, yeah. Very, very organically. So nothing, yeah. no, no marketing behind it, no just ads. like... Yes, just poof. <laughs> and and what, what did so, you do yeah. then? What did you do then? You said I'm going to create more Minecraft videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly, but I remember at the first two hundred thousand views of it, I was like, "Whoa, two hundred thousand views! That's a lot." I was staggered by those results at at the at the first sight. So I was, was like, "Maybe I should add subtitles." So I did that as well in between English subtitles, and that's when it hit ten million views. And then indeed, I was like, "I want confidence." Uh, I stepped up to that school. I was like, look, you gave me a forum 10. You told me nobody would ever care, but 10 million people did. I guess I'm sure nobody never, uh, this school never had 10 million students. You know, I said that to them and they were like, yeah, maybe you're right. You're right. So, and then everything started. So I made uh, Minecraft animations for bigger channels. I made content for other channels. They asked me if I had other expertise apart from the Minecraft stuff. So I told them I could, do professional video as well next to that and that's how it all went for me basically yeah so you grew to almost fifty thousand subscribers which which was that like five years ago six years ago uh, i think it's like it's been like four to five years something okay. like that i'm very bad when it comes to the okay. past but okay. i guess it's like four to five years ago something and like that then you stopped with your YouTube channel. You stopped um, or Yeah, well, at that point, it was, it was very crazy because my self-image at first got hurted and then I got the confidence. But at a certain point, I was making Minecraft animations. They were very successful. And then at a certain point, I decided to stop because uh, literally everyone was telling me, what are you doing at your age? You're making cubed animation. And I was like, yeah, but it's getting me like almost a, a monthly wage. I, I, I would be able to rent a place out of it. Yeah, but it's stupid. And I was like, yeah, it might be stupid to you, but still. And then at a certain point, it's like, um, this is what I call and what other people call the, the madness of crowds. If one, one guy is, is like spreading a word about you or what you do, and it's getting or infiltrating your entire social circles, like family circles, friend circles, they will just follow what they say. So uh, a huge circle will suddenly be pointed against you and tell you the same, even without them 
um, confirming on what they're saying. They're just like, yeah, you should stop. It's not uh, something you should invest your timing. Uh, there's other things you could do. Just get a job. Uh, nobody lives out of YouTube. And then I'm like, yeah, some people do. No, just stop. And yeah, that's how it actually went. Now, um, so then you stopped with YouTube? Uh, well, yeah, I, I took a little break because I was I was thinking about this entire thing because I will I will never actually blame them because it triggered something in my mind. So I was, I was thinking, yeah, maybe I'm just making animations. And yeah, do I enjoy to make animations because I was sitting at home? I never needed to go outside to produce these things. Everything I needed were just some digital assets and I could create entire series, uh, which was what I did. But at a certain point, I was like, maybe I should be in front of the camera instead of making content because people were not having this sense of respect and I was not getting in touch with the right people because I was making content that was not getting me anywhere um, okay. apart from money and money was not the most important metric to me at that time. So I was thinking about this entire in, enjoy uh, enjoyment level. So yeah. I didn't enjoy it anymore as well because yeah. I had yeah. some things. And then I uh, decided to start a Dutch uh, YouTube channel. So okay. that's where it all changed for me. And what changed then? Um, the entire approach. So um, I had less views. I had less subscribers. I had less overall um, success. But although the success was like a very low amount, it felt like it was bigger to me because it was more personal. Nice. So uh, when I was creating this content, my local friends, my circle their reaction changed. They were like, whoa, whoa, you made your own vlog. Whoa, dude, you, you, you went out and you created content about stuff. And I was like, dude, are you serious? It's like way, it's taking me way less time than creating an entire 3D animation uh, series. I was like, you were respecting this? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, man. Uh, you should do this more often. And then I decided to do it more often. So uh, I didn't hide anything. I was constantly making videos at home, videos about our uh, situation we used to live in and stuff. Okay. And that's where it all escalated. And at a certain point, also brands came at me, uh, which was very strange at the beginning because sudden brands wanted to pay me to wear their stuff or to promote their stuff. So that was actually changing me as well uh, in a good way. Okay. So And and because you, you just said, yeah, I have less success. Maybe it's uh, your definition of success is different because that's something you yeah. can, yeah. I mean, it's not less. I mean, I think it's really good to to not... Look, I, of course, money is important. It's very important, but not ju just do it for the money and see money no. as a means, not as an as a, as a, as a goal. How yeah, that, did, did you never cross that line that you were thinking? Yeah, yeah I'm the guy. I'm Arno. <laughs> I'm yes. the man. Definitely, and that was that was like one of the wor worst scenarios because, of course, like you're telling me at a certain point. Um, by the way, I I totally agree on that money thing you said because I was getting less money and less attention. But uh, at a certain point, it was it felt more physical to me. So I had more people looking to me, meeting me, uh, telling me that I was doing great. And indeed, the thing you said, I was I was at a certain point walking next to my shoes, but more behind the scenes. So in camera, I was just doing my stuff, having fun, yeah, yeah, doing what I like. Course. But then, yeah, at a certain point, I went out with friends to Amsterdam. They were like, yeah, um, you, you have made some money. You want to buy a, a Gucci belt? And I was like, well, yeah, maybe Gucci is a nice brand. Yeah, well, maybe let's buy Gucci. And I was, I was totally making purchases, which I was not thinking about. I was just like, yeah, it's just a fancy brand. Let's do that. And that's the part where I was walking next to my shoes. So I was 
making weird purchases. I was, my social level was changing uh, from a total nobody in school who got bullied to a hero in the clubs here in my hometown. So it was very weird to experience it. I guess I could say I stood humble, but some points uh, I, I made the wrong decisions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what was actually then the, the thing that happened? Because normally when something happens like that, there's always something, a situation, something yeah, negative that's happening in your life, which is changing your mindsets. And yeah, I wouldn't say universe is, is, is learning you a lesson, but at least yeah, to, to make sure that your eyes are open again and that you change your, yeah, the way you look at yourselves and become a little more humble again. Was there something that yeah, somebody died or I don't know what, that yeah, may was... change your 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 to come back to yeah. earth a little bit more? I guess I guess the reality uh, suddenly hit me because I was I was living on a bubble. I'm not joking. I was my life just felt like I was I was laying on a cloud and someone was just constantly blowing wind against it and no matter what it would never pop. That was how it really felt. So at a certain point, my uh, my parents divorced. So after 30 years, and um, I remember I I had to leave, not because of them, but because of myself. Because uh, at a certain point, they were uh, upset and they were having a war, and I was uh, I decided to punch a window. I didn't punch through, luckily, but I punched the window. I opened up the door, and uh, an old couple passed by. And I saw the look in their eyes, and I was like, "This is not something I can handle anymore." Uh, I need to leave this neighborhood and I need to rent something myself. Um, and that's what I did. So from Ostend, I went all the way to Bruges, which is not that far, but um, I did that step. And I decided to rent uh, an apartment in, uh, in Bruges. And uh, at a certain point, yeah, reality hit me. So the clothes uh, I, was, I was laying on and I, I felt like it was just like I was laying on a cloud. Uh, it suddenly popped and I fell down and I saw the reality again. So I saw that life was again about paying this cost uh making sure i had enough money this financial part and um yeah there there was was actually the moment when i when i decided to to just yeah be myself again i was not someone else but i was i was not humble as well yeah you were you were wearing masks yeah 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 i was i was just wearing logos and 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 tags and i was just wearing clothes like I'm going to be honest, I'm a fan of the brands I was wearing and I would still wear them. Like the clothes I bought, I, I still have them, but it was not the right time to buy them and it was not a, a good not, way to, to yeah, promote it's not, myself. It's uh, not you, eh? That's, sometimes no, you take a brand and you think it's you. It's not you, eh? You are you. Now, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you. so after that, you started your own company to, be, to, to create videos for... Um, yeah for yeah, organizations who want to use video and their marketing st uh, strategy. Now, um, why become an entrepreneur? Was that for you the logical step or did you also consider working as an employee for, I don't know, for other video companies, for instance? I've, I've always been a, a rebel when it comes to like working for a boss because I just, I just discovered myself. It's something that is very hard for me. Uh, mm -hmm. Everything, every time I work for a boss, I somehow mess things up. Not that the results are bad. Mm. Um, I do my work like I should, but somehow I get like this uh, colleague uh, wars mm. or yeah. discussions and stuff. Yeah. I guess it's something that is normal for, um, yeah, 
for these situations. But um, the, the main reason I started my company was because I actually found my true identity. And that was something that was lost to me for a while. So when I was living in Bruges, I remember someone came up to me. His name is David de Vriesere. And um, yeah, he just entirely helped me. He told me, yeah, you should look, uh, who are you? You were born, they gave you a number, they gave you a name. Uh, of course, you should love that name because your parents gave it, but who is Arno? Who are you? What is your identity? What do you want to become? And as soon as I started that journey, I was like, whoa, I need to start a company. Not because I hated the jobs, but because I knew that my vision was so strong Yep. in helping other individuals that I really needed to create my own company. Okay. And that's the shift for me. Okay. Now, we live in Corona times. You make videos. I think you make videos for other companies. I mean, what is the impact of Corona right now for you? Can you still make videos? or? Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge, of course, because um, I, I got to stay humble in this case because it's just also a startup. Um, so it's the beginning level for us. We acquired a lot of customers already but the thing is with corona times it's it's hard to um to have bookings so uh or freelancers that record the videos yeah. um they they get cancellation emails yeah. like uh yeah we we might uh, consider to record and then they send an email like uh we're not gonna do it we want to stay safe uh, there are new debts and of course we have the empathy but um yeah it it, it hit us like like yeah something very badly so um, and and so what do you do in r right now i mean if peter van keer is going to be also a guest on this uh, show yeah uh, um so he's a uh, yeah, he's also a video creator in, in antwerp and all his uh, customers mm -hmm. also um because i was going actually to do this show in his premises in antwerp because he has a complete okay. studio ready and yeah. he, he decided to really rebuild or build a very big studio um, in the meantime. And he's saying this is actually one of the best things that's happened to me, although it's hurting me financially yeah, yeah. In, a, in, a, in a huge way. Are, are you acquiring skills? What are you doing in this? Definitely. Definitely. Well, I, I somehow had the luck that I managed to fill the gap with like digital work because that was the origin for me, like the 3D animation stuff. Uh, motion design is currently uh, helping me, but on a, a personal development level, like apart from the uh, income of the business, I'm actually uh, doing a mentorship right now. So I'm both uh, following a mentorship of six weeks and I'm also giving a mentorship to someone I know because she was like, I want you to be my mentor. And I was like, no, I cannot be your mentor because there are way better people like me. But she said, no, this is what I want to pay. You are going to mentor me for one month. So that's now my focus. So focusing on the mentorship, the mentorship program also by Sam Ovens, it's the consulting accelerator. It's, it's huge. You, I would consider it to everyone. And then of course my business. So the entire uh, approach of my business is actually related to uh, the Consulting Accelerator by Sam Ovens. So it's changing my entire view on, uh, and, on business. And, and this mentorship by Sam Ovens, I think I, I know him because he's doing Facebook ads, I believe. Eh? Yeah, um, exactly. So, so what, are, what are the three things you've learned or the three things that changed your mindset since the beginning you followed that mentorship with him? Um, well, it's it's not been too long right now. It's, I well, guess what, it's what like is it, two, is it? two of the six, two, two weeks, uh, two weeks of the okay. six weeks I have to, uh, so four weeks to go. 
Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he's, he's changing beliefs. Like the thing with Sam is everybody hates him. Uh, if I put things about Sam up, they're like, you're, uh, you're uh, following stuff of Sam. But actually mm-hmm. Sam, is, uh, Sam has a very special way of thinking. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, he has changed my entire view on uh, the market behavior of consumers. So you have like the participants and the uh, people who just observe the market. So those, okay. those who really can observe the market and see which mistakes people are falling for all those principles have changed my entire mind and also what you should do to grow your business and stuff i cannot of course give all the value of the course for free yeah. in this call but yeah, <laughs> no 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 but i'm just highlighting because there's some amazing stuff i would definitely like to share but i cannot do but those things are um, are amazing uh the, the way he looks at the market the way he um yeah he just makes things simple you know Okay. That was one of my biggest mistakes in the past. And what are the things that you think um, Corona will have an impact on your business when, when Corona is, 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 uh, is finished? Well, I mean, when it comes to the, the, the business itself, so not mm. from a, a product perspective, but more like the, the inner perspective of the business, I'm very glad somehow that a virus caused people to communicate via video because that's something, like you said, you, you brought it up, uh, you had to hire the office. Same with me, I had to catch my train to get the sales call, arrive at the sales call, uh, walk, and then yeah. just have the, the call, uh, the, the conversation itself. Great. And then... Um, sometimes I needed to get home without, without any sales. And I was like, I was not expecting anything. Of course, I was happy that I met some people, but somehow, you know, I like the fact that we can now just have a conference and a lot of customers of mine are like getting comfortable with it. They're like, Oh, I'm in my garage. Can I call you? You know? So that's something very positive. Now. um, So we're talking about selling. I mean, Uh You didn't have any official education on on, on selling. Well, me neither, because uh, I studied economics, so that had nothing to do with selling. But what do you think about the term selling? Because for a lot of people, selling is like the sleazy car, used car sales guy, so slick, yeah. fast talking, and like the Wolf of Wall Street, uh, very convincing. Exactly. So made by like, popular culture, but in reality, that is not selling. At least not in my opinion. True. What do you think about selling? What's your perception? Selling is selling is personal, in my opinion, because I have I am experiencing uh, sellers as well that want to sell their services to my business yeah. as leveraging my uh, abilities to grow in the future. And I observe how they sell to me because I have my own way, and sometimes I see how they do it. And I think that selling these days is more like a personal way. It's like connecting with people, not yeah. just wanting to bring up your product or expecting something, just more listen to what they want and what they really need and eventually bring up your solution or a solution in your circle, you know, something personal. That's what really matters, I guess, in, in the times of today. And these, that's are what very, I really like. <laughs> these are very wise words because when I was 23, <laughs> I really sucked at selling because um, that was uh, I didn't know about that. That was really my perception. Really, at twenty three, was I have a product and I have to push it to you. So yeah. this is my product. I show you my product, and do you want to buy? And yeah. um, you're one hundred percent correct. Eh? Um, That's how I started, though. I have to I have to add that in. In the in the beginning, of course. I, I had my brand and I had my product and I was just desperately running around and telling people, yeah, you need my service and this mm-hmm. and that. But at, at a certain point, you experience that this is not working. Yeah, we're not yeah. talking about, we're working with people. And okay, but 
when did you learn that lesson? Was it somebody who told you that? Was that something that you learned from uh, YouTube? How, where mainly, did you learn that? Mainly LinkedIn, actually. You, you have LinkedIn as well. Uh, you get like daily connection requests from, pre from people. Mm -hmm. These connection requests, only, only those requests have told me that I needed to keep things personal because a lot of people reach out to you and mm -hmm. they're like, hey, first name. Uh, I have this amazing service where I could do this for you. Wouldn't it be amazing if you could do this and reach in the next of X days? And I was like, what? So, but I, I somehow accepted them. I, I gave them a place. They asked me a question. I answered that question. And then they're like, thumbs up. And, th and they just leave, no follow-up at all. And then I feel like I just got used and was just part of, of the of the of the the plan you know just part of the mass reach out and stuff and that's where somehow something told me i had to keep things personal as well because i hate it if people show up to me like that i hate it it's it's not a way to sell now what is the thing that you like you're young so i'm still learning and selling to be clear uh -huh. um because there is no such a thing as reaching a certain level and then think oh, i'm here i know what it's same with playing guitar you're never there and that's the great thing about about that's the great thing about it um, because it's a journey. What 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 are you struggling actually in the selling part? Is it I don't um, know, is it cold calling? Is it marketing? Is it oh yeah, marketing is is not selling, but it's something different. But I mean, is it is it closing for instance? Is it negotiating? Is it? Uh... Yeah, somehow it's just the 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 like. I I feel like my product is convincing people the majority of times I'm selling, but sometimes it's like making them step from hmm, i might want to to doing it and actually make them understand the value that is linked to their investment so some people will tell you yeah but that's not the price i want to pay Th that is for me the hardest thing because i feel like i have natural pricing i have natural results so that's the 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 hardest part for me about selling so you, so you mean that people are saying that you are too expensive at some point some people told me like i have a, a lot of customers that to just agree on the fact that my prices are what they are. Mm -hmm. But um, some, some companies have told me like, yeah, this price is too high. And I always respect them. I tell them, yeah, it, it might be too high for your needs. We could go for other solutions mm -hmm. within uh, my possibilities, or you could potentially mm -hmm. look, mm -hmm. look up uh, other businesses mm -hmm. like that could do it cheaper, but mm -hmm. I, I never want to sell on price. That's <laughs> one thing I, uh, I learned. Um, when, it comes to, when it comes to selling as well, Maybe someone I could suggest um, is uh, Victor Antonio as well. That's no. someone, uh, some it's some guy I watch like every every single day, and he has amazing amazing videos and podcasts uh, about selling, how to sell, uh, and finding the why and how people buy. That's how his uh, podcast is uh, is called, and he's uh, he's very good actually. Do you know? Are you Sorry. talking about the why? Do you know Simon Sinek? Uh, no, 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 no. It's not Simon no, uh, you, Sinek. You, you, you know him, Simon Sinek. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, okay. Are there any, next to Victor Antonio, thanks uh -huh. for the tip, are there any other models, role models that you have in for your business or for selling or for marketing that you are watching? Um, in in terms, like in global but, and, terms? And, every, and, every, I, and, every, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It can be like Deepak Chokra or Tony Robbins or I, I don't know yeah. what, eh? Um, I, I really like Sam Oven, so the guy who yeah. brought up the mm -hmm. consulting accelerator because he has a lot of free value on YouTube, which is amazing. So his way of thinking and reinventing mm -hmm. systems is amazing. 
uh, Tony Robbins, of course, as well. He's he's mainly my guy for meditation and uh, the way Tony, I Tony view. Robbins. Yeah, Tony Robbins. For he, he has he has meditation uh, exercises like breathing exercises, yes, and yes, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. I know he's not about meditation mainly, but um, yes. yeah, he yeah. has this uh, meditation oh, okay. as well. Yeah, and then um, yeah, there's a lot of people I really admire. I do not see all of them as a mentor, but yeah, there's a lot of great people out there like Sam Alvitz, Tony Robbins. Um, who's next? Um, ben Francis is amazing as well. Um, the guy who brought up uh, Gymshark. He uh, he brought oh. up this entire sport brand. So everywhere you go in uh, sport parks or in fitness uh, places, gyms, they were like his uh, Gymshark uh, outfits. And he just made it at home, started as a Shopify brand and now made uh, multiple millions. It's it's crazy to see his journey. And he's very young as well. Okay. Yeah, so um, definitely you, look him up. You were mentioning Tony Robbins and meditation. Um, yes. I, I saw also on Instagram that you are meditating. Um, yep. Is it something, is it a habit that you inhibited in your life recently? <laughs> or is it because I said to you on a bus <laughs> going to London like three months ago? No, 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 no. I... I thought it was uh, it was cool that you were doing the meditation on the bus, so that inspired me. But I was doing meditation from before already. Uh, so uh, the moment I uh, talked about Bruges and yeah. David Vrieseren, he's actually the guy who told me like, yeah, you should meditate, you should find your identity, and meditation was a big part of that. So um, and, 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 but, is, uh, and is is it guided or or is it? Uh, yeah, it, it's both. It, I can do it guided. I sometimes do it without any uh, yeah. Yeah. guidance, but. Uh, I prefer to do it guided. And, and, and um, okay, and what kind? I mean, there are a lot of versions. Is it mindfulness? Yeah. Where you go into watch your thoughts, or is it going to where you're going to do a, a kind of a mantra or specific word, or are you going it's, to watch your breath? What is it? I I do not have like any specific types okay. because the the Tony Robbins meditation yeah. is mainly for my breath. Okay. So that's most of time in the in the morning. So I do these breathing exercises and I make sure my blood is flowing through my body, like he calls it. And then um, uh, during the day more, it's uh, with brain.fm. I have it like since yesterday. So I used to use YouTube for meditation. Okay. And brain.fm is actually a great uh, application and website to keep track of your focus. So it's, it's sending you certain vibrations of sound okay. to keep you uh, focused. You could also go for a relaxed tone or you could go for a sleep. So they okay. also have uh, guided sleep uh, patterns and guided, uh, unguided sleep as well. But meditation is uh, a part of it as well. And I like it. It changed me. I mean, if I would tell myself when I was 20, 23, you should meditate, I would say complete BS. What the f yeah. is that? I mean, you know, like, okay, interesting. I used, I used to react the same, by the way. Uh, in the beginning, when my friend David brought it up, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you have to find your inner self. I was like, I was somehow becoming in, in a student position because deep inside I was thinking, what is he telling me? But I was like, as soon as I apply it to me, myself and see it's working, I can just keep to it, you know? Yeah. And that's what I did. And, and now it's something I, I would never be able to leave. And yeah. it's showing you that the outside world is not always doing it because my consistency of meditation has changed the way I, I run my business, the way I change and, and run my own life, but also my relationship with my girlfriend. Like we yeah. have problems, we have more like this, 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 energy and love yeah. and kind of respect for each other yeah. and that's yeah. that's all because of meditation yeah and that's what i mean. yeah okay i mean it's it's it's, it's I, I 
totally agree what you're saying, but it's still a journey. I mean, uh, yeah, I still can get uh, irritated or frustrated or whatever, but indeed it helps you to really become conscious of the, those thoughts and not uh, making identifying them with yourselves. They are exactly. just thoughts and reactions. Yes. Now you have your own <laughs> company, you're creating videos yeah, for, for other companies um, mm-hmm. in the marketing strategies. What's next? Well, uh, what's next? That's a very good question you brought up. Um, I have to be honest, I, I have a huge plan, which mm-hmm. I'm not sharing yet with, with anyone, even not my girlfriend. But what I can tell you is that my business will focus in its outreach to just one niche soon. So what I'm doing at the moment is just like, if you have a business, come to me, I can make content. It will be about it. Uh, also, if you visit my website, it will be always about it. But my calls will always be about one niche soon. Okay. So uh, I'm thinking about real estate agents because I really want to help them to sell their properties quicker and do a showcase of how properties look instead of uh, just putting a picture on a website, just have the ability to sell properties in a certain database with a video. And what's coming up next after that is something I will have to hide, but it's related to a combination of entrepreneurship and also being in the picture a little bit more. So it's something, it's a, it's a huge plan I'm, I'm working on, but I'm, I'm not sharing that yet. But okay. Okay. Yeah, so no, no, it's fine. It's fine. 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 You're 23. When you yes. are within 10 years, 33, who is Arno? Arno is someone who will definitely uh, be a, a, a well-known person for positivity and helping people because that's my entire vision of life. So within 10 years, it will be the same. But um, I will be a, a very well-known and respected artist and both entrepreneur, uh, adding value to the market by just helping people up with uh, video, audio, and uh, entrepreneurship. Okay, great dreams. Yes. Thanks, man. And, th- and this is this is the last question. I mean, uh-huh. what is for you a very big dream? And it can be a crazy dream. Eh? It's just like, I don't know, eh? playing in a movie, for instance, next to Will Smith yeah. or next to uh, Scarlett Johansson. Um, but what is for you a dream that you want to... Mm, well, I want to I want to lose stage fright uh, somehow. So anxiety hey. on a stage, losing that would be an amazing. Um, yeah, it's it's like a dream for me. And as soon as I reach that, I want to share value in my own specific way without adding too much detail. But I am looking into a way where I can entertain lots of uh, people in a in an audience in a wide audience with words by just. Yeah, helping them in their own unique way and, and elevating their standards to new, uh, to new heights. Okay. Arno, awesome. from Asenover, yes. where can people Baker. find you? Uh, people can find me on uh, Instagram. So if you look me up, it's like, it's Arno VNM. Uh, mm-hmm. And they can also find me on YouTube on uh, different names like Arno and uh, the Iron Muskie. So uh, yeah, if you, uh, you can eventually to... link it uh, and I give it to you. Yeah, yeah we're going to put it in the comments. I want to thank you. I'm very grateful for your time, the energy, and uh, it went very smoothly. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And thanks for having me. Is there something that you want to share that we did not touch upon that you said, uh, I wanted to Um, share this or this? Oh, sharing um, something something we didn't touch? No, I I don't think. I just have a, a little legacy I want to leave at the end of the video, and that's like 
everyone who's who's watching this video should definitely pursue their dreams and okay. if they feel like they're stuck at a certain point they just should just keep up and uh follow their bliss <laughs> uh, that's all i can add in these are very wise words for a 23 year old young sorry <laughs> i mean uh <laughs> you're you're very old and wise for such a young man and Thanks, man. Uh, i wish you lots of luck lots of success and lots of pleasure and I'm very sure that you will touch a lot of people, their hearts. And also, I wish you good luck in your journey with your organization. Thanks, man. Thanks. Same for you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.